to the Daily Hammer, your latest when it comes from Atlanta, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your day. Of course, you can follow all the great content at Talking Chop across all social media platforms and obviously at TalkingChop.com. You can follow myself at StatsSAC. Another day, another very important game for the Braves, but thankfully this time around, the offense once again showed up to make it a very valuable day and successful day for the Braves. Here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously the Braves coming off a disappointing split um, on Monday, a stretch in which the Braves have had, had played three games in two days and only allowed three runs to the Mets over a 23-inning stretch, yet we're just one and two over that stretch. The Braves decided finally to get back going in the right direction as their offense once again showed up. The Braves were able to win 12-5 to against the Mets, and it was not a situation in which the Braves you know, had a late scoring stretch. It was not a situation where there was a bunch of missed opportunities. It was another game in which the Braves were able to early and often have a very convincing offensive performance that put the game out of reach early, something that we have all wanted to see more consistently as of late. And it's something that's changed as time has gone on. We'll get into that in just a second. Of course, before the game, a bit of surprising news, a right fielder, Jock Peterson, was scratched just a few minutes before the game, well, within an hour before the game, due to not feeling well, so Ira Adrianza was put into his spot at the top of the order. Well, the thing is, is that the Braves did not miss a beat. It started off the game, uh, Dansby Swanson, who has certainly stepped up this month, you know, not to the level of a Freddie Freeman, but he has delivered as one of the is one of the Braves better hitters at times this month. He led the game off with a two-run double in the top of the first inning to give the Braves a two-to-nothing lead. And really that was the theme of the of the game for the Braves early on. It was the ability for them to be able to score multiple runs across multiple innings to get off to a commanding lead. It started off with a two-run double off the bat of Dansby Swanson in the top of the first inning. In the top of the second, Ozzie Albies, who certainly had been struggling in the power department over this month of July and to start the second half, he hit his 17th home run of the season. And then in the top of the third, Abraham Almonte delivered his fourth home run of the season. And the Braves were able to get off two a six to nothing lead. Now the Mets did have a, a bit of a comeback. Um, you know Pete Alonso, who certainly has been a big reason why this Mets squad has been able to maintain a pretty significant lead in the NL East. He delivered a RBI single to make the score six to one. But in the top of the fourth. It was Austin Riley. Austin Riley, who had a very, very productive series against the Phillies and a bat that this Braves team has needed to get back going as, as the, the second source of consistent power to support Freddie Freeman, who over the past few games has expectedly kind of come back and regressed back down to earth. Austin Riley, who really got off to a hot start in Philadelphia, delivered not only a grand slam at the top of the fourth to make the score 10 to 1, but also then later on in the game delivered another two run homer to make the score at the time 
12 to 3, and obviously the Braves were able to win the game 12 to 5. And the thing about it is this is that the offense has shown up at times in the second half of the season. And a big reason why it's shown up is because the Braves have done a better job since they started this uh, stretch of games in Philadelphia, a stretch of games in which they're now 4-3. and three. One big reason why the Braves have been able to be successful is that they've scored runs early. The rate at which the Braves have scored runs in the first three innings of games since last Thursday against Philadelphia is a significantly higher rate than what the Braves did before last Thursday. Coming into last Thursday against... Uh, coming into last Thursday, the Braves... Since June 1st, they ranked 25th in the majors in terms of runs scored in the first three innings of games. And then in Philadelphia, they were able to go their first three games of that stretch, having scored 13 runs in the first three games. And they were able to win two out of those three games. Well, now in this game, the Braves once again scored 10 runs in the first, or excuse me, six runs in the first three innings, 10 runs in the first four innings. And they were able to win big. But that's the thing about this team that, you know, is, is just incredibly baffling at times. They have scored four, you know, obviously it's the, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss nature of this team in the second half of the season. But it's also the fact that since last Thursday, we've seen them score seven, uh, or excuse me, seven, 15, and now 12 runs in games. And they're 3-0 and in those games, games in which the bullpen Though they struggled a bit tonight, the bullpen overall has been performing at least to the level of being able to support a league average offense and putting this Braves team in a position to win. But it's because of the fact that the Braves now are 4-0 in the second half of the season when they score seven or more runs, but they also are just coming off a stretch in which they only allowed three runs to their opponent, yet went one and two. The Jekyll and Hyde aspect of this Braves team certainly continues to be a, a big part of their identity. It's just that you have to take it one day at a time and hope at some point, two or three or four days in a row, the Braves can put together good stretches of playing balanced baseball, such as Charlie Morton, who the Braves are now 10-3. and three. When Morton starts a game over his last 13 starts, Morton wasn't at his best tonight. But he certainly was good enough to allow for this Braves team to win. Five innings, three earned runs, five strikeouts, and, uh, and two walks. Again, not his best, but certainly once again put the Braves in a position to win. And because of the fact that the Braves were able to score early and often, it was good enough to do it. But obviously the big thing that we talked about on yesterday's Daily Hammer was that some source needed to step up in time and support Freddie Freeman. A few folks have started to do that, and thankfully... It's a few folks that the Braves have needed to get back on track for quite a while. As Atlanta was coming into the All-Star break, one thing that stood out to certainly support the Braves staying around 500, staying within striking distance of the NL East race, was the improvement of their starting staff the six weeks before the All-Star break, but also in the six, to, in the six weeks to two months before the All-Star break, Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies both performing like a top 10 player at each of their respective positions to really carry the Braves' offense in support of Ronald Acuna Jr. Well, obviously, with the injury to Acuna Jr., it was going to be critical for other pieces of the Braves' offense to step forward. Now, obviously, Freddie Freeman has certainly done that, to the point of being 
one of, if not the leading candidate for Player of the Month in the National League. But of course, Ozzie Albies certainly has struggled, though hopefully his home run tonight will get him back on track for another significant stretch of offensive success. But while it was the Braves' all-star combo of Freddie Freeman and Dan and um, Ozzie Albies that really carried this Braves offense at times with Acuna uh, in the in the several weeks before the uh, All-Star break, another duo has really stepped up over the past few weeks, and especially in the month of July, and that's the other side of the infield, the combination of Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson. Austin Riley, who has shown to be a bit streaky so far in his career, seems to certainly be on you know a good streak right now when it comes to his production, and it seems like that Dansby Swanson is starting to figure out his consistency a bit more, despite the fact that he certainly was struggling for much of the first half of the season outside of the power department. In the month of July, Dansby Swanson has an 818 OPS and is 12th in the majors among shortstops in F4. And the thing about it is, is that the power has certainly been there, but Dansby also supports a 6.5% walk rate and a 24.6% strikeout weight. Again, not ideal, but certainly something that hopefully is showing the trend is starting to go his way in terms of not only making more contact, but making more of, you know, making contact with authority. And again, he's continuing to get big hits and clutch moments, including starting off the game tonight with that two-run double. But of course, Austin Riley has just been white hot over the past few games. Big home runs in Philadelphia. Once again tonight, a big home run, uh, to, or two big home runs, six RBIs to carry, do the heavy lifting for the Braves in this game. It's nice to see him bounce back after a disappointing development late in Game 2 of yesterday's doubleheader, it does seem like Riley has certainly been able to do a better job of working past disappointment to have needed success. And the end result in the month of July is once again him performing like one of the better third basemen in the league. He's fourth overall in FWAR in the month of July and ha carries a 986 OPS for the month as well. Now, obviously, he's not going to stay as hot as he's performing right now. but the big key is this, is that the Braves' starting staff certainly seems to be, has the potential, especially if it were to get Waskar Yanoa, Ian Anderson back in time. This Braves starting staff has the ability to at least perform league average moving forward. The Braves' bullpen probably is still going to be a below-average unit unless it, we see a significant addition to it before the trade deadline. The Braves' outfield, which is shifting between Abraham Almonte, Orlando Arcia, Guillermo Heredia, and Jot Peterson, it likely is going to be a below-average unit as well moving forward. Hopefully, Peterson himself can get a hot streak going. The thing that thing that I'm getting at is is where the Braves are going to need to see the difference making aspect of their team where they're going to have to create an advantage against other teams is the offensive production of the Braves infield. And hopefully if Ozzie Albies can use today's game as kind of a boost to allow for him to get back to how he was playing in May and June, that'll be a huge boost. But more than anything, if Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley, and it's going to be hard for expect Riley to have around 1,000 OPS for the rest of the season, or Dansby Swanson to be on pace to hit 30 home runs. You'd love to see that happen, though it's not expected. If the Braves can have one of the more offensively productive infields 
in the game moving forward, that will be a big, big boost to their opportunity to get back within this division race and be able to find a way to pull even with the Mets and perhaps the Phillies in time. It's just going to be a matter of this Braves infield finding their strides, staying consistent, and coming up big in situations like they have over the past few days. So, hey, we're seven games through this nine games and eight-day stretch. While, yes, you would have liked the Braves to have certainly done better than they have, they have been able to have a 4-3 and three record and are now four games within the Mets with two more games left against New York through this season-defining stretch. It will certainly be interesting to see what happens moving forward. We're going to be right back with you tomorrow discussing, obviously, tonight's game, hopefully, with another Braves victory. This has been the Daily Hammer. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me on Twitter at StatsSAC. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. And, and, and you can also find Talking Chop across all social media platforms at TalkingChop.com as well as at, at Talking Chop on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you may like to get Braves content through Talking Chop. And don't forget to check out the latest from the Braves Talking Chop podcast network, including the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. This has been the Daily Hammer. We'll talk to you again soon.